Welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire children for success and let their genius blossom. I'm your host, Diane Planadan, and today is a crazy cooking show day. I'm so excited to share another recipe with you. I had a listener specifically request that I make cinnamon buns. Yes fantastic idea, fantastic recipe. I am so thrilled to share with you and you are absolutely going to love the fact that highly likely you have most of the ingredients on hand and you can improvise and you can change things around a little bit and you can personalize the recipe too. I will give you the actual guidelines, the actual measurements, all that great stuff, but the imagination part is up to you. And that's what's so much fun about cinnamon buns, and I'm so glad they mentioned that. It's also a recipe you can make ahead of time and freeze or refrigerate or the night before. Let's stop talking and let's start doing. Here we go with cinnamon buns. To begin, we're going to get our yeast activated with a teaspoon of white sugar or five milliliters. The active dry yeast is usually one envelope or it's two and a quarter teaspoons, which is 12 milliliters. And then we have some warm water, not super hot, but not tepid. It has to be warm enough that it's going to dissolve the yeast. So we're going to set that aside. It's a, a half a cup of warm water, by the way, which is 120 ml. And we're going to get our frying pan ready. Our frying pan is going to have some milk. It is half a cup of milk again. It's just another 120 ml. And we're going to get it nice and hot and bubbly. When that's finished, make sure you turn off the stove. If you're on a gas stove, that's simple. And if you're on an electric stove, put it on a different burner. Now we're going to melt our butter, quarter cup of butter, which is another 60 mils, and we're going to get it nice and mixed in with the milk before we add any other ingredients. So, so important. Time for a bit more white sugar here. Another quarter cup of white sugar, 60 milliliters, and we're going to give it a nice spin, spin, spin because we want it to dissolve. Once that's dissolved, we will add our table salt, which is the equivalent of one teaspoon or five milliliters. And we're going to mix that up nicely. Now part two is ready to go. And at this stage, you can mix in your yeast mixture if it has already fluffed up and proofed. You can see how much the volume has increased or you can leave them separate until you're ready to add them to your flour mixture. Again, make sure the heat is not on the stove right now, but you can just set that aside. Get your favorite mixing bowl ready because we're going to start with getting our eggs ready. We're gonna crack them open and make sure that they are nicely mixed together. I always use large size eggs. I figure that is a happy <laughs> equivalent for most people in the big picture. I have the flour ready, four cups of flour, which is 960 milliliters. And I'm a gradual, gradual mixer. 
So I will take the stovetop concoction that uh, is ready and mix in the eggs really well, really well. You do not want an eggy mixture here at all. You have to make sure it's well blended. And then you take your frying pan, which has all now three components in it, and you add it gradually to the flour. And I like to do a gradual mix because you're gonna be working this dough quite a bit, and the more you work it, the better, but it's better at the kneading stage versus the mixing stage. So as you are rather, you know, I guess adding your quarter cup or, um, 60 mils of white flour at a time, then you can get a really nice mixture going in your bowl. I always use a wooden spoon. I think it mixes nicer. And then I add a little bit more liquid as I go along. Because if you add the liquid all at once, it's, it's not quite the same consistency. And it's really important when you're baking to get a feeling, to get a look, to get a, a, a uh, just a consistency that you can go, yeah, this is working. Yes, there's enough liquid. No, I need more. But that takes time, that takes practice, and that takes a lot of flower fun. <laughs> so I'm still gradually adding the, the flour to the bowl. I decided to use a regular bowl today because I just wanted to make sure that if you don't have a hand mixture at home, you know you can make this spoon, bowl, and a little bit of uh, muscle power there, and, and you're good to go. I never use all the flour any recipe calls for. I always, always, always keep some to the side because when you're at that kneading stage, you're going to want to not over flour your recipe. I'm hoping that makes sense. So look at that. We've got some nice elasticity in our flour uh, mixture and I still have a little bit left. So I'm gonna take that and actually pour it down and spread it out on my piece of porcelain tile. I do not have a marble countertop here. <laughs> I just have a piece of tile because when you're working with pastry, it stays nice and cool and it, it works so much nicer. I, I think, you know, dough tends to stick to wooden surfaces a lot easier. So that's why I'm just rolling and kneading and rolling and kneading and fluffing and patting and doing and keep it going. And you can do this. Oh, I, I think in total, I did about seven to eight minutes of kneading just to make sure it was just all really nicely put together. You can see the elasticity. You can see the yeast is doing its job already. And, and you just can uh, do it in a nice little bowl. Doesn't have to be fancy underneath. Just keep your dough kneaded and worked and flexible and feel it and practice, practice, practice. Once you're happy with your kneading expedition, just lightly oil, any type of oil, a glass bowl, and roll the dough around in the bowl. That way everything gets covered on both sides. Once you've done that, take a slightly damp tea towel and cover the bowl. Aha! So while it's rising the dough, which will take at least an hour or two, 
I like to get our pan ready. So the pan is going to be buttered. I always use the container that the butter came in to do that. And then I have my frying pan on hand again. Just put it on a nice medium heat, add the butter. It's about three quarters cup of butter at this stage or 180 milliliters. And make sure you don't have any tinfoil left behind. <laughs> Nicely melt the butter. I always do each ingredient in stages. Next is a cup of brown sugar or 250 milliliters and we are going to mix that in so it's nicely melted. You'll see a little ooey gooeyness if you have any lumps. Just take them out. It's okay. Sometimes that happens with brown sugar and you can just keep everything going along the way. Do you see that nice, nice consistency? Okay, I got some bubbling action now. This is all in fast forward. I like my cinnamon buns to be a little bit gooier, a little bit more syrupy, and I always add some, uh, what's it called, maple syrup. Yes, of course, about three quarters cup of maple syrup or 180 milliliters. And I think in this instance, I might've done a whole cup. But I pour that maple syrup concoction into my nine by 13 pan so it's ready. It's ready for when the cinnamon buns have finished rising or the dough, pardon me. And nuts are optional, completely optional. I like to add full size walnuts to the bottom of my pan and I just let them soak there. So by the time the dough has uh, probably doubled in size, like I said, it could be an hour, it could be two, depending on how warm the environment you're in. Then I lay it out with the balance of the uh, flour and now get ready to roll out the dough. And basically keep in mind that the dough can be as thin as you want, as long as you can still work with it. And it's all based on the size of the pan that you've chosen to work with. I mentioned earlier, I chose a nine by 13 pan and I'm folding in the dough. It doesn't have to be pretty. You're the bride. You only know what's going on behind the scenes. But I wanted a nice rectangular shape so that when uh, I was ready to cut my rolls, then everything was a similar size. You can see it gets a little floppy in parts. You feel the dough. You can measure the dough. You can decide on your own what's best. That's the opposite side. It, it could have been shorter, but you know, in this case, it's all right. It's a little bit longer and, and we're just going to adjust that when we actually cut into the dough. And now a nice, nice, even level uh, dough surface. So feel it because you can feel the thickness just by touching it with your hands and that's what makes a difference. I have partially melted some butter to start with and oh my goodness, yes, more butter. <laughs> to, to make it spreadable, to make it spreadable, I used uh, about uh, half a cup of butter here. I just softened it. I wanted to be able to spread it all over my dough mixture. 
Once that's all evened out, then I'm ready to sprinkle in some brown sugar. And again, another cup or 250 mils of brown sugar and uh, just spread it out with your hands. Pull out the hard pieces, you know, that happens with brown sugar every now and then. Not the end of the world, but you want to kind of leave a, a little bit a little bit of an edge, not much of an edge around it, and you just spread it evenly. Little hands on, get the kids involved. This is the fun part, you know, when you can just spread everything out and just like, yeah, yeah, look at me. I find rocks in my food. No, it's just hardened brown sugar, and that, that happens sometimes. So the, the brown sugar, when you pack it solid, it, it, it gets that way. I'm sprinkling on some cinnamon. I love cinnamon. It might be a tablespoon or 15 mil. I love whole nutmeg and I love to shred it, grind it right onto it with the grater. And it's again, maybe the equivalent of a tablespoon, 15 mil. I leave that up to your own discretion. Some people love cinnamon more, some people love nutmeg more, but the real key, key ingredient I always love to add is allspice. I am using a powdered Jamaican allspice right now, and again, another tablespoon or 15 mil, but you can actually buy it whole and, and uh, grind it yourself, which is ooh, delicious. So now becomes the um, rolling process. And you'll notice I did not put any nuts inside. And the reason for that is so we can get a really super tight roll on the cinnamon bun. And just, you know, gradually just feel it out. You get a nice little roll going there. And then you can just basically finish it off by gradually going back and forth, moving the dough forward. And I really like the fact that this dough is so forgiving, so forgiving, and it is <laughs> fun to work with. Just have to have a little bit of patience, a little bit of patience. And uh, then once your roll is almost at the end, you can bring it forward because you see the butter on the edge. There's butter on the edge and you want that to sort of seal the deal for you and make it a nice complete roll. I am going to turn it all the way around so you can see that along the seam there is, uh, it's a little uneven, but it's, it's gonna work. But then I take yet more butter, yes, some melted butter this time, and I just seal that off and, and make sure that the roll won't come apart when I'm cutting it. And then I roll it over again and do butter on the other side because who doesn't need just a little bit more butter. This is a treat. At this stage, you can roll it up in wax paper or plastic and freeze it or refrigerate it for the next day. You can also decide to cut into it. I usually cut in the middle. I do a little sort of searing. I don't actually cut through the dough at this point, I do a little bit of measuring and seeing where's the middle, how many slices am I gonna get out of this? And if you are cutting, make sure you cut back and forth. Ideally, I like to use a serrated knife, but there is a little bit, I'm gonna say a fun, easier way of cutting through this dough in order to make sure nothing falls apart and nothing gets squishy. 
I'm just going to use good old fashioned thread. Yes, thread. <laughs> I'm just going to put it underneath where I've seared and slide it across and crisscross like as if I was tying my shoe and get a beautiful cut in the cinnamon bun. It's a perfect, perfect way to cut without worrying that you are going to squish your magical, magical creation. And you can see that you're getting a perfect pinwheel. And as these pinwheels are being cut, I'm just adding them on top of the melted butter and um, maple syrup and the sugar and the walnuts. And don't worry that the walnuts are going to get in the way. And by the way, you can use any kind of nut. You can, or have it nut free, whatever you prefer in your household. But it is uh, also quite popular to have pecans and it can be bits and pieces. It can be whole. It's your decision. But the final cut you'll see is I always turn everything upside down because when you are laying out your cinnamon buns here, you're going to get a beautiful dozen and you can just cover them up and then they can rise for another hour or you can put them in the fridge and you can take them out the next morning. Meanwhile, all while that's all happening, you can get your glaze ready for the top of the cinnamon buns when uh, they come out of the oven, then it's prepared and you can do this at any time. And it's a simple combination of water, icing sugar and vanilla. In this particular case today, I chose to use but vanilla bean. Vanilla bean is really pretty, especially if you incorporate it into, uh, you know, something where you can actually see it. But the liquid vanilla is good as well. And I just set that aside, mix it up nicely, and it's ready to go when the cinnamon buns come out of the oven. And again, this can all be done ahead of time and just covered, ready to go. For the glaze, I started with one cup of icing sugar, which is 240 mils, and I added a quarter cup of water, and that's 60 mils, and the tablespoon of vanilla, or in other words, a 15 mil. And I found it wasn't quite thick enough, so I added another quarter cup or 60 mils of icing sugar. And behold, our cinnamon buns have risen. You can see how they're all a little bit closer together if you're watching this on YouTube. And that took about another hour in order to get them to the right height. So time to go into the oven. Your oven should be set at 375 degrees Fahrenheit or 190 degrees Celsius if you are at sea level. I'm at mountain level, so I went with 350 degrees Fahrenheit, just a little bit cooler bake. And you know, they can go so fast, so double check them along the way. My cinnamon buns were getting a little brown, like again with the elevation, that happens sometimes. So I just took a piece of tinfoil so that they could finish cooking internally and not worrying about 
extra browning on top when they came out of the oven. And once they are ready, it's going to take about 20 to 30 minutes, so do keep track. They are looking beautiful and ready for glazing. You can see the bubbling in the pan. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And depending on how thick you want your glaze, I mean, you could go full on icing sugar, royal icing deluxe, depending also how you serve your cinnamon buns. I, for one, like to take these because I've made them extra, extra juicy on the base. I like to take them out of the pan and very gently flip it over onto a plate. So just grab a spoon, grab a spatula, snuggle a piece out of the corner, grab your plate, bring it to the cinnamon bun, just do a gradual flip over and you can see how wonderful it is. And then you have this extra juice to put on top. Again, that's because I added the maple syrup. And look at those beautiful walnuts just adding a nice finishing touch there. I made a cute little fruit salad as a, an accoutrement for a sweet little breakfast. And there you have a perfectly shaped cinnamon bun. You do not have to flip it upside down. You can use the glaze on the top and serve it that way. It's a personal preference, but it's a very nice way to start your day or maybe on the weekend or maybe a little special treat for the kids. You can make this with your children. They would absolutely love to have a piece of that right about now. And I always like to set my plate nicely. For the video, I just put it back onto the porcelain tile and then cut into the cinnamon bun. Again, you can see how perfectly layered it is, how flaky it comes apart, how you can add a little bit of juice and uh, one of those renegade little walnuts to your first bite and it is, oh my gosh, so delicious, super sweet. Again, you can control that. You can. You can make adjustments according to your liking. Have a wonderful, wonderful treat. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I know I really loved making these timeless treats. You can have them for breakfast, you can have them for dessert, you can have them any time of day. I love baking and I love hearing from people and I love getting feedback because I'm really, really working hard to stay super positive, super inspired, super creative, and really know that you can nurture your family, you can feed them good food. It's all about, you know, quality versus quantity. Homemade anything I think is absolutely divine. And the ingredients are still out there. And I think the whole rush on the grocery stores is hopefully passed a little bit. But know that no matter where you are in the world, 
if you can give your child or your family just a sweet little treat every now and then, it's kind of precious. It's kind of special. And if you are a master at creating like a different dish or something, let me know. I would love to hear about it. I will post the recipe and their measurements in both Imperial and Metric on the flourish.mom website for your reference. Next week, I'm going to keep the vibe as positive as possible and discuss the secret to getting ahead. Yes, we all need to be prepared. We all know this too shall pass. <laughs> and enjoy your cinnamon buns, my friends because next week it's back to work and back to working on yourself, working on your family, working with your children side by side and helping them all get through this. Because if you don't stay positive, they're going to catch that vibe and that's not a good feeling. Like I said before, this pandemic, is not a burden for children and it cannot be 24 7 what you think about <laughs> we need to be prepared for the future because it is going to be so exciting and so worth it and 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 different our lives are going to be different so let's get ready for a change and I'm going to talk about the secret, the secret to success. Live well, my friends. I'll see you next week.